What's up, my fellow coaches? Jeremy Weiss here with Weiss Tech Hockey. Welcome to Weiss Tech Soundbites. And uh, before we jump straight in, I just want to say, um, I know my voice sounds terrible. It's uh, I'm actually I'm not sick, but it's been a lot of coaching lately, so it's it's just that coaching voice. Uh, we've got playoffs, tournaments, extra practices, and I have just been on the ice a lot more than than usual. And unfortunately, my my voice couldn't keep up. So I'm a, you know my voice is a little bit raspy, but we can't let that stop us. We're gonna uh, push forward and and do a quick soundbite here. I got an email from one of our coaches. And um, I thought it was actually a, a really interesting question, interesting email. And I wanted to just kind of offer my two cents with it. It caused me some pausing and reflection, reflecting, to be totally honest. Um, but I wanted to speak to this a little bit and, and hopefully offer some insights that maybe might help, maybe not, uh, but you can take it for what it's worth. So uh, this coach has, has three sons. And uh, the one that he's got the question about is actually his middle one. He's a, a first-year Bantam playing double-A hockey, highest level in their area. So good caliber of play. And um, he was talking to his boy, which I think is awesome about, you know, the things that he thinks are going well and things he thinks he needs to be worked on. And his boy had a question that this coach was like, I, I actually don't know how to answer this. So let's look at it. I'm just going to read you what the question is. Uh, he said... When someone calls for a pass, I seem to stutter or hesitate before passing the puck. And then, so the the coach, the father, asked him um, a little bit more. And he said, uh, he said, talking with him more about seeing if it was a confidence issue, either with his passing or maybe if he didn't have confidence in his teammates catching the pass, that caused him to hesitate, but he didn't think so. The player didn't think so. He thinks it's more of a processing issue. He hears the call for the pass uh, and then scans the play and then makes the pass, but the process seems to be taking too much time. And then the window of opportunity uh, is gone and the pass ends up being late. So the question was, do you have any ideas on this and anything that he could do to work on it to inspire, you know, to improve his decision-making abilities and, and um, improve that, you know, in game play. So yeah, let me offer my two cents worth on this. And this is always what it is. It's just my two cents worth. So whatever that ends up being worth to you, take it for what it's worth. Um, I'm, I am noticing a little bit with some players, especially at this age group, um, you know, kind of that 13, 14 year old age range where players, and I don't think it's just in sport. I think it's in general in life they're going through life changes, right? Like physical changes, they're growing, growth spurts, um, puberty and all this. And players at this age tend to sometimes become more self-aware and almost self-doubt. And I don't know that he would necessarily classify this as like doubting himself or like he said, he didn't think it's a confidence issue, but it's assessing. It's a self-assessment. It's being more self-aware and probably more aware also of the consequences you know, not just in sport, but in life, like there are consequences attached to decisions. And so maybe in the past where it's just been like, Hey, go out there, do what comes natural and have fun. Well, now he's probably getting to the age where he's thinking through these decision-making processes and these, you know, consequences for things that he does decisions he makes on the ice. I would wonder, my question would be like, is this potentially happening off the ice as well? Like, is it happening at school? Is there, you know, and it might be just a personality thing. So my thought, um, I think there's probably a, a number of different things that can be done to help this. And then as you begin to, you know, 
pay attention and see, you know, maybe you're going to realize some of these might work more or may, may be more applicable than others. But my first thought would be, uh, as far as from the mental side of things, just pump him up, you know, get him where he's feeling like, Hey, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what I do. You know, whenever I touch the puck, it turns to gold. And, you know, like that belief in himself and that confidence to be able to make a play and not just freeze up in the moment of, you know, uh, they call it like paralysis by analysis, right? I think that sounds like what's happening um, where he can just be like, hey, you know, yeah, guess what? You're going to make the right play. I know you can make the right play. And even if you don't, who cares? You know, you've got the skills to back it up. If you accidentally make a bad play and give it away, you got the, you know, you got the speed to catch up and back check and, you know, recover. Um, you got the hands to get the puck back. You've, you know, I, I don't know the, you know, the specific skill set of this young man, but I would pump him up. That would be my first starting point. Is like, hey, you know what? You're doing great, man. Just keep it up. I've seen you play your whole life, and you're looking awesome. Just, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and just have fun with it. Um, that would be my first thought. Second thought: I'm not sure which position he plays, um, but there have been times where, especially if it's a defenseman that's freezing up in the play, uh, and I, it doesn't say in the email what position he is, but it sounds like possibly he could be a defenseman. Either way, um, maybe this applies, maybe this doesn't, but I would say consider moving him. And this might not be the right point of the season to do this because we're late in the season. I know teams are getting into playoffs and stuff. So you don't want to necessarily shift up a a whole bunch of things late in the game, but maybe next year, if he's a defenseman, move him up to forward. The reason why is because forwards can make mistakes and it doesn't like the the closer you get back to your own goal, um, the more immediate the consequences of a mistake are right. So if a goalie makes a mistake, boom, it's an immediate goal. Um, if a defenseman makes a mistake, well, it's probably going to be a breakaway or a two on one odd man rush. Um, but maybe the goalie will bail you out or maybe your partner will bail you out. If you make a mistake as a forward, it's like really far away from the immediate result of a, of a goal, right. Of a goal against. So like a, a lot of times if there's a player that's struggling with confidence, I'll move them up to forward and just say, dude, just go. Just go have fun. Go out there, work your hardest, go get pucks and make plays. And, you know, don't even worry about anything else. You know, if you make a mistake, I'm we'll, we'll talk about it, but I'm not going to, you know, yell at you for making a mistake. Just go out there and work hard and just keep pumping them up, you know. And then as that confidence comes from, you know, you pumping them up and them having success in a different position, then if it comes to the point where it's like, okay, hey, you know what? You're doing so well on forward. We actually need you on D. What do you think about playing D this game? you know? Um, and then you can move them back. And in my experience, I've done this with a number of players now at this point, move them up to forward while they're still getting their, their skills and their mindset dialed in where it needs to be. Then when they're ready, you move them back to D and they come back there with a new set of skills and a new level of confidence and they're ready to really perform well. So that would be the next step. Um, after that, I would say, are there any skills that maybe he's lacking. Um, you know, if you could take an assessment, like, is it maybe he handles the puck well, but doesn't handle the puck well under pressure, or maybe it's, you know, he skates well, but when he gets a puck on his stick, he slows down or, you know, things like that. Right. So take a a quick look at the skill sets. If there's any physical skills that need to be worked on, um, address those in practice, you know, make sure you're taking time to, uh, to allow for that development to take place. And then, um, lastly, I would say once those skills, like if the skills are in place, great, 
Now let's put them in game situations, you know, and that can be done through various small games, small area games or scrimmage type settings. Um, and just where he, you know, has the opportunity to read and scan the play, as you said in your own words, read and scan the play and then be able to make that decision. Uh, another thing I would say is, I don't know how talkative these players are, but man, get your players talking to each other on the ice. You have to communicate. What's interesting now with um, the NHL's COVID restrictions and no audience is you can actually hear what's being said on the ice a lot more. Um, so pay attention to that, like, and maybe even show your son this, you know, like, hey, pay attention to how how loud these NHLers are when they're on the ice. They're talking to each other, steering traffic for each other, letting each other know where they are. But as he gets to know his teammates and as he gets to recognize their voice, and understand their, you know, their patterns and their tendencies and knowing what hand they shoot. Like really, when we get to these upper levels of play, you got to know your line mates. You got to know where they're going to be. You got to know who's where and what hand they shoot so that you can put the puck into the right spot where they can step in and take that one timer on their forehand instead of having to turn or, or field it on their backhand and make an adjustment. You know, all of these little details are going to be the things that, um, make him stop second guessing the play or make him process the play more quickly. Um, so I would do that. And then anything else that, that, you know, like there might be some other ideas too. He could study the game. He could study NHL footage. He could study his own game footage and just get comfortable reading the play and reading it quickly. I always say read and react is a process and it usually goes through phases. The early phases of this of this process, and that was another question I have is, is it possible that he, you know, I don't know if you're coaching this one, um, but is it possible that he changed coaches recently? Because if he changed coaches, then I would say that's probably it. Um, because anytime you move to a new coach, you're learning new systems and you're learning new, even new terminology. Every coach is, is slightly different one from the next. Even high level coaches, they're still different from each other. So uh, my thought was, you know, if he's working his way through this read and react process, where it starts off as, read, think, react. Then as you improve a little bit, you read the play and you react. But really the upper level, what we're hoping to get to as early as possible is recognize and react where it becomes instinctive, right? So you're not, you know, if you've got the puck as a defenseman and you're wheeling it behind your own net, you're not looking to see, okay, where's, where's the pressure? Is it on my inside shoulder? Okay, coach told me if it's on my inside shoulder, I need to hit the brakes facing the boards and then look for the winger on the strong side boards and make that breakout pass, right? That's a whole lot to be processing. Well, it gets to the point where you, you read the play, you see that player on your inside shoulder and you hit the brakes, right? And then you make the pass and you do it facing the boards, right? Well, then it comes to a point where you get to the point where you feel the pressure, you don't even necessarily need to look. You just know based on where everybody was, based on where I'm, how I'm coming into the puck, there should be, you know, I feel that there's pressure on my inside shoulder. I'm gonna hit the brakes without even thinking. So when that happens, when I get to the point, and this is just one small aspect of the game, but when I get to the point where I feel pressure on my inside shoulder and my immediate reaction, just as, 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 as um, common as it is to breathe, you know, my immediate reaction without even thinking is to hit the brakes facing the boards and look for the outlet pass on the boards. Well, now all of a sudden I just freed up a whole bunch of mental real estate to be reading and reacting to other aspects of the game. If that makes sense, we could simplify this even more and just say like, Hey, ask your son, do you have to think about how to stay on your feet when you step on the ice? Do you have to think about keeping your knees bent 
and push, making sure your stride is pushing off to the side or has that become natural for you? I'm, I'm assuming at this level, you know, um, Bantam double A, that's that stuff. He's not thinking about what his stride looks like anymore during a game. He's not thinking about how to keep the puck on his stick and whether to cup it on the backhand side or not during a game, right? He's got that nailed down. His his mind is in more elevated areas at that point. So that process continues. It goes from focusing on staying on my feet and keeping the puck on my stick to opening up my vision to seeing a, a pass, a passing option, to reading another team's forecheck and reacting accordingly. And then it becomes, like I said, feeling it. You feel the pressure and you react without thinking. And your mind is already up saying, you know, yeah, I just hit the brakes. And I'm, you know, your mind is already looking, I should have a breakaway man busting out. Is he there? If not, okay, I'm moving the puck to the boards. You know, so we're, we're opening our mind up for um, deeper and broader levels of read and react when we get to the point where most of our decision-making is instinctive. I know that sounds like a mouthful, right? It, it kind of is. And, and I think I'm probably taking a bit of a shotgun approach to this because I don't know your son, <laughs> right? I don't know the, the in, inner details of what's going on in his mind, but based on, you know, the, the question at hand and, and what I'm looking at and what I've experienced with players that I've coached in the past, I think there may be an answer somewhere in there for you, um, at least a starting point of things to try. But look, I would love it if you keep in touch with me, right? And uh, whether this is you or whether this is somebody else that's, you know, listening in on this and saying, hey, you know, I, yeah, I'm struggling with the same thing with my players. Let me know what you find that works, how you came to that conclusion, and uh, what you would recommend for somebody else that has this same question. So uh, if you can do that, just shoot me an email or find me online anywhere. Um, my email address is info at weisstechhockey.com. And of course, if you're looking for more stuff like this, um, hockey development, systems, drills, positional stuff, strategies, anything like this, make sure you visit us at weisstechhockey.com.